Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Do you start a new one? Oh, okay. All right. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. We are so glad that you are with us. Carrie and I are, eh, I don't want to say talk about our favorite subject, but definitely one of our favorite subjects. And so uh, if you have listened to any of us at all. Any, and, you know, we are on season three or I don't know, some number. <laughs> We've done this for a little while. Um, we have a thing for monkeys. And so um, our training program that we train directors with is celebrating its 20 years. And we have always talked about monkeys since the first day of that class. And we're going to talk a little bit about some specific monkeys. Um, if you are not really sure what we're talking about related to a monkey, Carrie's going to give you kind of a, a really short or attempt to give you a really short definition of what is a monkey. And then we will talk about one that is um, definitely an appropriate monkey for the month of February. Nope. Okay. So monkeys are tasks or issues that come up that you have to deal with. Um, or that people want you to deal with. You may not have to, because the number one monkey management rule is feed or shoot the monkey. So for example, if somebody calls you up and says, would you like to sponsor the local um, t-ball team? Your answer is, do you need an answer right now? If they say yes, then you say no. I am not going to sponsor the local t-ball team because I'm going to shoot that monkey. That's not a monkey I need to deal with is t-ball sponsorship. Um, if they say, well, no, you can, you know, we've got a week to figure it out. Then say, okay, can you call me back in three days? <laughs> um, and we will talk about the, the t-ball. So hopefully it percolates in your brain for three days. Hopefully. Um, and you compare sponsoring a t-ball team with your marketing goals. And then that becomes a monkey that you take is sponsoring that t-ball team. If you choose to, or if you shot it, then you don't have to worry about it. It's not your monkey. Okay. So in short, if I get this right, Carrie, monkeys are just things on your to-do list. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right. So it's February. It is the first week of February. I don't have anything that should be on my list already, do I? <laughs> well, hopefully you've already sent out everybody their W-2s for the year because that was supposed to be last month, right? <laughs> and now you have until the 15th to send out any uh, W-9s that you're going to have to send out. Um, and then you also probably have parents who are like, hey, uh, I have lost uh, all of the receipts you have given me ever in my entire life. Um, so please, can you give me a third copy of the annual statement that you already gave me back in January? Um, so those are a few tax things, but I think we were talking about something else, which maybe, I don't know, your corporate taxes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. whether or not you've got corporate taxes or quarterly taxes or you're a sole proprietor, however you operate your business, um, <clears throat> a lot of us, you know, associate this day called, you know, April 15th as something that we go, oh, yeah, it's coming. And 
you know, unless you are a program that has hired a bookkeeper and you have an accountant and a bookkeeper, your bookkeeper does things for you either monthly or quarterly, and you have an accountant, um, which based on mine and Carrie's experience is actually a pretty small number of childcare centers. That's which is mind boggling to me. But even if you do have one of those, they're still going to need more stuff from you. It doesn't matter if they wrote every check that came out of that checking account. They will still have things that they need to ask you about. Like what? I don't understand. Oh, goodness. Um, I've had, I've had uh, bookkeepers ask me for the mailing address for contractors that they wrote the check to and mailed. <laughs> and I'm like, you wrote the check, you mailed the check. Why do I have to give you the, the address? You obviously knew it. You already wrote the check and mailed it. Where did it go? But that is now my monkey because we have to have that for our records. So chances are you may also have to provide a mileage log. Oh, you mean our directors drive for this job? No, that can't possibly be true. If you are deducting any professional development, conferences, conventions. You um, mean the annual training hours that they have to have? Yeah, and if you happen to go someplace and you had all of that reimbursement, if you haven't given them the backup documentation, such as maybe the program, um, more or even a copy of your training certificate, something like that should probably be in your files because if they question, they want to know why you were there. Okay. Huh. Okay. Maybe, maybe just this once. Maybe this once. Yep. So, so and of course that trip you took to Hobby Lobby where you took the, the business debit card to Hobby Lobby or to Michael's, she's going to have forgotten that she had that receipt. I'm not speaking from personal experience here at all. <laughs> so basically what we're trying to say is this month's monkey is related to getting all of your ducks in your row for your taxes. Why? Because you don't want to have to do it in April. Okay. So what are some other things that um, directors might need to be pulling. So they might need to be pulling addresses for vendors. They might need some backup documentation. Um, like you said, hopefully they've already sent out W-2s, W-9s, miscellaneous 1099s if you had some contractors come in. So, you know, hopefully some of the stuff you've already done. Hopefully we are not talking to you and you're going, <laughs> right? Like I got a whole lot more monkeys than what I was expecting to because uh, I forgot about all that. Um, so I, I mean, to me, February is the ideal time to reach out to whoever does your taxes. And if that's you, reach out to yourself. But most, most directors, there is someone else who actually does the business taxes. Most people aren't the gluttons for punishment that I was um, when I was running my center. Um, so reach out to whoever it is who does your business taxes and say, what do you need from me so I can get it for you now? Because well, if they ask for something on April 11th, it becomes the only priority you have on April 11th because you have to get that to them by April 15th. One <laughs> question. So 
do you just ask them what they need or do you ask them for what they need and by when do they need it? Well, in other yes. words, should we- To me, that's them? the same conversation, but you're right. I should be more clear. Ask them what all they're going to need from you based on last year's taxes, if they did your taxes last year. If they didn't do last year's taxes, give them a copy of last year's taxes now so that they can look at them um, and ask them that question again in a week. <laughs> what do you need from me so that I can get those documents together? Because you and I know that getting paperwork together is not the priority on a day-to-day -day basis for most directors. It is covering classrooms. It is getting people COVID tests. It is making sure we have enough milk. It's, you know, removing the cat poop from the playground. Those are the higher priorities. And so if we have to spend 45 minutes digging for a document or recreating a document, we need time to get that done. We can't, we can't get it to them in two days most of the time. So we need to ask them in February. Um, and you want them to have a draft of the taxes done by mid-March. Great. So, so Carrie is now talking to you a little bit. She said, okay, these are the things that you're going to need for February and make sure you ask the, the, the professionals in your life for deadlines. Um, again, just because people are really, really good with numbers doesn't necessarily mean they're great with time management or getting back to people or customer service and follow through. Um, if you're not your accountant's raving fan, <laughs> just keep that in mind that, you know, they're, they're just as human as you are. Their responses are going to be like, well, everybody knows it's tax season, right? So um, definitely give them some grace because, you know, their life is just as crazy right now as every other small business. And if they don't get back to you when you send them an email or leave them a voicemail saying, what do you need me to get together? Put on your calendar to call them back in two days or email them back in two days. And if you call or email them every two days, eventually they're going to answer you with what they need just to get you to stop interrupting their workflow. <laughs> and always keep track of that. So, but in addition to asking them and getting it together, Carrie just gave you another to-do. So make sure that you've put that on your schedule, which is to review your taxes sometime mid-March. Okay. So make sure that if you want an opportunity to look at your taxes, that you let your accountant know. There are some people who just trust their accountants and sign and, and go away. Yeah, mine's over there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this is also a really, really good time because you've only gotten 30 days for you to start next year's system. So if you are a shoebox person, or maybe you weren't even a shoebox person, maybe you've just got them everywhere. Right now is a great time to go ahead and get your systems in place for next year. Um, even if you only end up with a couple of months that are organized, it will still make your life a lot easier than, okay, it is February 5th and I got all my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's much easier, you know, I'm a paper person. We've had this conversation before. Um, and so I print out every receipt. People email me receipts. I print those suckers out and I put them in files. Um, and I'm sure that that is not the most environmentally friendly thing I do in my life, but I don't care. For me, I have to touch it and hold it. Every workshop I have gone to, I have a receipt. <laughs> um, 
and I keep it in a certain place. If you're an electronic person and you can organize it all in your Gmail, more power to you. I love you and your accountant will love you. They love you whether it's paper or electronic if it's organized. Um, and how are you going to be scanning your paper receipts? Please have a plan. If you haven't had a plan yet, this <laughs> is the time to get one. Get a plan for your paper receipts because when you went to HEB, they did not email you a receipt which you can put in your Google folder. <laughs> you have to do something with that paper receipt. Um, and I don't care what your system is. I just care that you have one because doing your taxes should be something that takes you two days, whether it's your business taxes or your personal taxes. If it's taking more than two days, you need some more systems, honey. You really do. <laughs> so like I said, now's a great time to get started. And Carrie's talking about putting in some systems in place. And I giggle. Um, I will tell you, um, it's been a really long time since my entire year's worth of taxes were organized over the course of the year. Um, I am really good. I'm like my January taxes are almost always really good. And my February taxes are usually really, really good. But I will tell you by the time I get to November, they're somewhere. <laughs> so um, I am notorious for shoving uh, you know, like, I'm sure I will stumble across some 2020 receipts as I am doing my 2021 taxes. I mean, I will confess that I did when I was purging my files at the beginning of this year, there was a 2015 receipt that was still in a file. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Why is this 2015 <laughs> file still anywhere? This, oh, you know, stressed me out, but I was like, whatever, it's $127 receipt. It's not going to make or break my taxes, but <laughs> that means I cleaned it multiple years and that receipt had just snuck in. I don't, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> I would love to say that's my reason, but it isn't. So, um, you know, be real honest with yourself. Know if you're a shoebox person, know if you're a scanner, are you a paper, whatever it is, figure out the system for you. And now is the dreaded time. But if you think to yourself, it's two days. If you think to yourself, if you take 15 minutes a month, 20 minutes a month, you take some time right now to get it started, your two days are going to be pretty much really easy to deal with. Yeah, because I mean, if you at the average center, like a center with 200 kids or fewer, you can have an inbox or something where all of the paper receipts go and one day a week is just the scanning and filing day. And it takes you like 30 minutes. That's all you really need is 30 minutes if you do it once a week. Yep. All right. So we've talked about taxes. We've talked about getting systems in place. We've talked about receipts. These are all monkeys that most of the time the directors end up with. But you can have bookkeepers. Um, you can have assistant directors who maybe are more number savvy than you are. And so that's something that you give to them. If you're an owner, that's a whole different uh, kind of ball game. So depending on your role within the, um, as the director, if you have a parent organization, this may not be something you worry about at all, right? So if you're in a church or a school district or some sort of large organization, as the director, this may not be something 
you do it all. So except for having systems to track all the receipts and then you give them to somebody. And chances are, if you're in a large program, they've already told you what that is. So you've probably right. been doing it the whole year. So just for that reason, though, is it is that the only reason that tax season should be something that you think about? What else should we be thinking about as tax season um, if we're in the field? I mean, we gave everybody their receipts. What else do you need from me? So the one thing about tax season is it's a good time for your staff and for you personally to reflect on where you are financially. And so, you know, this is a great opportunity for you to do something nice for your staff, maybe, depending on their perception. And it is a way to help to develop raving fans with some of your professionals, which is to bring in your insurance folks, your bank folks, um, and have some people come in and do some workshops on savings, investing, money management, because people are thinking about that stuff. And you could be helping out your, your staff by having some of those workshops. Your parents could take advantage of some of those workshops. Um, and this is an opportunity. Um, so if you were listening to us last week, we talked about raving fans. And so this is an opportunity for you to have some of the people who you pay money to come do something for you for free <laughs> and they can um, support your staff. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to do because people may not realize that maybe they're putting too much money um, you know, maybe they aren't claiming the right deductions. Um, and again, this is not necessarily your job as the director, right? So I don't want you as a director to start playing financial manager with your staff because you realize that somebody's claiming zero deductions and you know they have three kids and that this is how they've done their savings accounts. There are some people who do that. However, there are also people who adjust their, their withholdings halfway through the year because they don't want to pay any more than they have to. And so, you know, let somebody else be the person who talks to your staff about that. Um, but help your staff out. Make sure that your staff understand everything from rainy day funds to, to credit, perhaps, or maybe insurances. Um, but what a great opportunity for you to bring some professionals in to help them talk about money, because chances are most people don't, most people don't do their taxes early. Um, most people get scared by the concept, even if they're filling out a 1040 easy, <laughs> um, there's just something about, you know, the IRS, those three letters have a tendency to concern people. And we know over the last couple of years with various incentives that people have gotten, you know, over the course of the year that for some people, this has been great, but for some other people, you know, all of a sudden they get a note, Hey, since you got that money, you now have to give that money back. Um, and stuff like that. So, you know, definitely make sure that you've got um, some folks that your staff can use as tools. So again, you don't have to be that. So there's a monkey prevention, I guess, would be a great well, way. And the same, you can also like get discount codes from H&R Block or, or any of the other um, personal tax return people. Um, or you can be like, Cool, guys, here's the thing. Uh, I'm gonna set up the computer on Saturday. It'll have XYZ software. I bought it from Office Depot and anybody who wants can come in and do their personal taxes on the center computer. It will be set up with whatever the heck the Intuit personal tax um, uh, program is that you can buy or download. Uh, um, 
and um, it'll be here. Uh, and with that will be a 1-800 number or whatever to a person they can call if they're freaking out. And it should not be your number. You should not have a 1-800 number for helping staff who are freaking out about doing their taxes. It should be a 1-800 number for whatever payroll service you have set up on, or not payroll, tax service that you've set up on the computer. So here's the 1-800 number for Intuit or H&R Block, or I'm sure there's 27 other softwares that you could use. And they don't want it, they don't do it on a computer because they don't have a computer, they just have a tablet. And they're like, I can't do it on my tablet. I'm like, sure you can, but okay, fine. Here's my computer. You know, that's another way that you can help your staff um, that is easy for you to do. You're, you know, it's one day in the quarter that you're going to be in the office on a Saturday. Oh, I'm sure that never, ever happens otherwise. And you're just in the building. You're not... You're not in the office with the computer. <laughs> you leave them alone with it. And they set up two hour blocks to work on it. And if they need another two hour block, you set it up later. Yeah, just make sure that you're doing it um, around your schedule that's convenient for you, not necessarily convenient for your staff. Um, and the sooner you can get that on the calendar, the better. So encourage your staff, um, especially if you've got a lot of staff who you know um, this is their only job, and maybe they have, uh, they live in an apartment, um, you know, whether they have one kid, five kids, or a spouse, um, chances are that if they're renting and they only have one job, they probably have a pretty easy tax form, and so those are the folks that you really want to try to make sure that they get in the sooner the better, because everybody's a little happier when, A, they don't have to worry about that. Um, whether they're getting money back or not, it's done. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's definitely um, a, sense, a, def a definite different feelings in most small businesses where you have to deal with humans um, those last two weeks of April. <laughs> so let's give them something to um, maybe be a lot nicer from like maybe the middle of March, you know, let them, you know, encourage them to maybe get it done before spring break. Yep. Absolutely. So those are our thoughts about a monkey that you can address in February, get it on, get some days on the calendar for your staff to get some support with doing their personal taxes, have some conversations with whoever does the taxes for your organization um, about what do they need from you and uh, maybe plan a staff training about financial literacy during that time frame. So we've given you three big um, to-dos. I hope this helped. Um, and we'd love to see you next week uh, when we will be talking about other issues to make your program stronger and better. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young, with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.